Welcome to You Don't Know Beans, the podcast that today asks the question, really, can duct tape actually fix everything or perhaps not? I'm Dan. I'm your show producer, and um, I've used duct tape where I probably shouldn't have. I'm Alia, and I also have used duct tape where I shouldn't have. And I'm Melissa, and I'm thinking duct tape is not going to fix my broken keyboard. Oh, oh well. So again, we seem to have answered the question already because, in fact, duct tape will not fix everything. It will not, no. (laughs) So, Alia, why did I raise that question today? It is because my brand new gallon of milk sprung a leak in a place that duct tape just could not reach. That is why. Okay, well. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, please understand Duct tape and hard to reach milk leaks are not a good combination. No, we've talked to something today. Yeah, I was taking one for the team too because I don't even drink milk. (laughs) Well, apparently, neither do your children. So, (laughs) but you still have to take care of the problem regardless. I still have to take care of the problem. That's absolutely true because I do not want all that milk all over my food. So So there is a microcosm of parenting, if I've ever heard one. (laughs) There you go. All right. What are we drinking today, ladies? Well, today we have an offering from Fundamental Coffee Company, and they have a very nice logo that looks like a double helix on top. Or am I reading that wrong? Maybe it's just a bunch of X's. I think it's a double helix. I'll stand by that. I'll with that. (laughs) And I I pre-read the label this time, which I'm surprised I don't all the time just because it's a very me thing to do. But this time I pre-read it only because the name of the coffee is a mouthful and I think I need some mood music here. So I will cue the the mood music. And it is called Columbia Italia Excelsior. I really hope I said that correctly. I'm sorry, are, are we in for Latin prayers today? Or? <laughs> we just summoned a demon, did we? <laughs> um, well, that demon better keep away from my coffee. That's all I've got to say. The reason it's called this is in the label. And it reads thusly. The Catalia orchid is Colombia's national flower, a fitting name for an artisan dark roast with such deep floral complexity. Boldly juicy, this aromatic cup tastes like campfire grilled fruit on a tropical summer night. Satisfying, bittersweet finish. Notes include tropical fruit, floral, and chocolate. Okay. Over to you. Well, I mean, if you had summoned a demon, I imagine it would heat the water up pretty quickly. That's not well, all that's bad. That's a good point. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm kind of interested in the campfire grilled fruit. Yes, and I took a whiff of it inside the bag, and wouldn't you know, it kind of reminds me of some of the stuff we had from Mestizo Coffee a little while back. Nice. A little bit like the fruit bomb. Not exactly. But yeah, I'm interested to give this a shot. And I think this is a bit of a darker roast than the Mestizo too, so... We shall find out. I have had grilled pineapple. In fact, I had some last week at a really tremendously good restaurant experience. I've never sat around a campfire grilling fruit. Although, wait, come (laughs) to think of it, I've done peaches. 
I've done pizzas on the grill, but again, campfires and fruit are not like the first thing I put together. Okay. I have grilled mango, which is pretty mm. good. On a campfire? Not on a campfire. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever grilled any kind of fruit on a campfire. Well, I'm just thinking like if you're foraging around in the forest, I wouldn't find like a pineapple or a mango. I'd find like berries. And if I grilled those, they'd just be mush. Uh, yeah, or, or instant instant char right there. <laughs> um. So I went ahead and brewed this because I don't get anything out of the bag ever. So <laughs> I just <laughs> skipped to the point. Just, I just skipped to the point. So I went ahead and brewed this and the crema was pretty, actually pretty amazing on it. It was, it like left a nice ridge around the rim and it was, it was really good. So I'm impressed by the way it brewed anyway. Yeah, I got the same crema. So that is, that's a plus. <laughs> we, we got consistent results. Yay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a taste now. Smelling, I don't get anything. Shocking. Oh, wow. Ooh. Nice. Is, wow. Was it was that good oh wow or bad oh wow? No, this is good. Oh, very good. This is like chocolate fondue, like you know, fruit Ooh. dipped in chocolate. This is just decadent. And it is it's really smooth. Like there's no hint of like bitterness or anything at all. Which is surprising because usually with chocolate, I usually get like a bitter taste. Yeah. And it also says satisfying bittersweet finish. So I was expecting it to be bitter, but this is just like completely smooth. Yeah, I get a slight bitter like on the front end, but mm. it is sweet on the back end, which is kind of weird because you'd think it'd be the other way around. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not it's but it's not overly powering. It's it's bitter yeah. as chocolate is bitter, in my opinion. Yeah, this is a really good coffee. So we're we getting like strawberries and chocolate or pineapple or. I would say unspecified fruit at this moment, but I, but <laughs> well, I was tasting kind of berry ish flavors. I can't like, you know, I can't pinpoint Sub, down. Well, this is a boysenberry <laughs> actually from Canada. Sure. It's not fruit in a witness protection program or something. <laughs> I actually can taste fruit, which is surprising to me. It's, I guess, fruit in the sense of like a sweetness, not necessarily like, and tropical fruit, I don't know if I would, I mean, I'm not getting like a pineapple or a mango or something, but I am getting a sweetness, almost like, like a berry type of sweetness. I think like a blueberry type of, not that it tastes like blueberry, but that type yeah, of sweetness yeah. where it's like kind of muted. Yeah. So it's not like a strong sweet. I don't know if I would necessarily go tropical fruit. I mean, I was kind of tasting a little bit of coconutiness and i think maybe that maybe. kind of makes it a little more tropical because it is um <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely it's definitely fruity i will i will 100 stand behind fruit i will 100 stand behind chocolate and even the floral i think they got this down maybe i'm just really you know easily persuaded today but i i think they hit on all of these secret subliminal suggestions to get Alia <laughs> to agree. I don't get the floral, um, but I definitely get the fruit and definitely the chocolate. This is just, I want to make like five more cups of this. this I really know. Good. I know. I should buy more. We need to buy another bag. The so word to the producers. If you can you make coffee like this, that makes both of our hosts say, yeah, I need more. You've done your job. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, definitely for sure. I like this. 
What, what bothers me though, and it's just a really small annoyance in the, uh, well, on the label, they say boldly juicy. Yeah. It's just odd phrasing for a cup of coffee. I mean, it's yeah, like because it. it's, it technically is fruit juice. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> which sounds better, by the way, than bean water. But uh... well, yeah, I guess. I mean, well, it's, I guess the, the seed of the fruit. Ju- I don't know what it. I. It's it's its own thing, but wow. um, <laughs> juicy is not the adjective you would would be expecting. Well, no, because it's <clears throat> literally liquid. So Ali is getting crazy. I'm sorry. It was just like a hang up. I mean, just like, you know, I I would have been equally as annoyed if they used the word moist. No, no, don't do that. No reason to use that word. ever. This moist cup of coffee is (laughs) deep and floral (laughs) with notes of chocolate. I don't know. Yeah. So um, copywriters, boldly juicy. Maybe not for coffee, similarly to sensibly moist. I don't know. Just don't don't use those adjectives. <laughs> sensibly moist. Sounds wow. like possibly <laughs> the worst rock band name in history. <laughs> oh. Wow. I don't know how much else we have to cover. I have one bit of, I don't want to call this weird news. I want to call it sort of what were you thinking news? That works. Um, okay. Yeah. So I saw an ad on Twitter, a video ad. Now, now, like most normal people, I don't usually watch those, but it had Guy Fieri in it, or Fieri as he chooses to pronounce it. Oh, Dan, your favorite person. Uh, I, 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 let me be frank. I do not care for this gentleman and his food stylings or his shtick, but okay, fine. That's my problem. You would not be alone in that area, I think. No, no. And, and I that's... know he's listening to our podcast, so just be honest. <laughs> right. So, so if if you are Mr. Fieri, I'm sorry, but this particular exercise is just—it's raising every question about food I've ever had. So, first of all, it's an ad for Chevrolet. Right. Okay. I mean, fine. Don't know what him cooking something has to do with a car, but okay. Tailgating, maybe. Could be. Does he cook it on the engine? No. Oh, that would be cool, though. Yes. Well, <laughs> remind me to tell you a story about that after, because I have a really not cool version of cooking on the engine. But I'll tell okay. you that in a minute. Got it. The only way I can describe this is that Mr. Guy cooked what looked like a Pop-Tart. Okay. okay. There were there were two halves of puff pastry or some form of pastry thing. Right. On which he put apple pie filling. Right. So far, so good. Sounds legit. Yeah. Added some bacon jam as a kosher keeper. That doesn't do me any good, but I know that bacon can play nicely with certain other things. Yeah. Again, so far, okay. And then placed a hot dog on top of this. No. Yeah. No. Uh Uh-huh. Put the second layer of pastry on and then covered it with something he claimed was apple mustard. What? And I'm just like, dude, no, no, please. Like, I'm I'm all for fusion. I'm all for people doing, you know, interesting things with food. 
but apple pie and hot dog in the same object <laughs> is really just not my thing. Yeah, well, so, um, that's kind of gilding the lily. And with, while you're gilding, your apprentice comes along and like bumps into your elbow and then it all goes on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. gilding the lily with <laughs> processed meats and I, no, I just, no, 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 no. I just, another friend found the video, shared it on my wall on Facebook. Thank you very much. And they claim that they are putting a delicious spin on an old school classic. What's the old school classic? Apples I, that's, and hot dogs? I don't, I don't know. Like <laughs> baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, motherhood. But, but. As I say, not together. Right. Like if you eat a hot dog with mustard and then sometime later pick up a piece of apple pie. I can <laughs> that. If you had some apple pie and a couple hours later, you're like, you know, I could really go for a dog. I can see that. But putting them together, I, like it's never occurred to me to say, you know what I really need in a bite with this hot dog apple is pie. just a bit of apple pie. And not even apple pie, a pop tart. So, so think about a pop tart, like basically a pop tart, and then just like folding a pop tart in half. And do they have kosher pop tarts, by the way? I, I believe the big pop tarts are kosher. They're just oh, dairy. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I haven't had a pop tart in years. As we always say child. in these cases, check with your local rabbi. But L O R. or whatever denomination you choose, I'm not going to be. Particular. Right. Uh, but anyway, you take a pop tart, you fold it in half, and then you put. I, I just, I don't. Where did this idea even come from? You can't fold a pop tart in half, though, can you? Like, well, it's not like a cracker. Yeah. But <laughs> well, you know, I have seen like the, but the, I, I can see where this is coming from, though, because there has been, you know, like that, like, uh, explosion of cutting donuts and using them as like buns for like everything like i think they even have like a donut and then you put like a hot dog in that like a glazed donut see again these are not directions i choose to go no i agree but i'm just wondering if that's if he took it then one step further and was like now we're gonna put an apple pie i mean soon we'll be digging out like a blueberry pie or something and stuffing meat in there and then like serving that I think that's where it's going, Dan. Which, you which, heard it here first. That, well, patent that one. What it, a good boy am I. Well, <laughs> don't say moist. I, on the other hand, am going in the direction of you're turning violet, violet. Um, <laughs> and thinking of the, the um, Willy Wonka meal in a piece of chewing gum universe. So are you saying, Dan, that not everything is turduckinable? You know, I think, in fact, I am saying that, <laughs> which, by the way, is perhaps the greatest adverb. I'm not grammar isn't my strong suit, but it is possibly the greatest adverb in history. Turduckinable. Yeah. I, again, I'm prepared to to experiment with things. And again, not being a bacon eater, I couldn't confirm it, but I understand it has its place in desserts. Just now. No, please. No, please. Just. Don't know. So, but I did promise you a separate story about cooking on engines, which <laughs> I can thank my sister-in-law for. As you say, there is heat coming out of car engines. And if you, I mean, I would be very careful and wrap things well in foil to make sure nothing gets 
engine oil on it, but you can use the heat of an engine to cook food. So my sister-in-law at one point was working at a job where they had a kind of group car. A group like point, they were carpooling, you mean? It, it was it was sort of it was a government agency of some sort. So there was like a like a pool where, you know, you had a car if you needed to go someplace and anybody in the office who had to go someplace could okay, take the car. Got it. Got it. So she takes the car. And at one point, I don't know if it was before the ride or afterwards, smells something quite odd. Oh, no. And has no idea where it's coming from. And eventually, I guess the person she was with thought, well, let's open the engine and see if there's something in there. And readers and listeners. And there was, wasn't there? There was, yes. Now, think to yourself, what is perhaps the oddest possibility of something somebody would A, cook on a car engine, and B, leave there because they forgot about it? Like on purpose? I guess. <laughs> okay. A beer, a beer can chicken. You're a what? A beer can chicken. You are oh. in the ballpark. Oh. Because, um, uh, would you like to guess, Alia? <sighs> I assume it's meat. It was indeed. Was it a brisket? No, thank God. That was a <laughs> terrible loss of brisket. No, it was a serving of chicken and dumplings. No. Indeed. Now, not to ruin what passes for your lunch here, it was not wrapped. What? <laughs> it was not sitting in a piece of aluminum foil or neatly wrapped or anything. It was literally sitting on some portion of the engine so so was somebody like say working on the car and eating their lunch at the same time and like just forgot about it or were I, they actually trying to cook it on there i don't know it's i feel like excellent. we need more answers <laughs> well i'm pretty much sure anybody who hears this story would need more well, answers I, yeah i have so many questions <laughs> like i mean how how long would you say that it had been there like was it all rubbery and mummified or what I don't think I asked. I probably should have for the purposes of, you know, sharing this with other people. But um, I would have to say that is extremely high on my list of what are the weirdest things we are trying to heat up on our car engines. That's bizarre. So there's my contribution to the podcast for today. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> that was oily. <laughs> Um, well, all right. So label truthiness, um, marketing versus snarketing. I'd say it's pretty legitimate. What about you? I would too. I mean, I didn't personally get the floral, but that's just me. Um, it, it was very light, <clears throat> but I, I think it's, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think where this was good marketing, less snarketing. Yes. I agree with that. Except for the boldly juicy part. Right. Absent juicy, <laughs> it was perfectly on 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 label. And I think I'd give this five uh four beans. Four beans, four out of five beans. I, I'm gonna go all the way and say five because this was like as perfect of a cup of coffee as I've had today. The which implies that there were other cups today. Well <laughs> duh. <laughs> of course there were other cups. I'm trying to like not get diabetes or something, whatever the latest headline says. <laughs> so it's the it's the most beautiful cup of coffee today. 
Yes. Okay. And that says something. Yeah. All right. So, so since I did not write this down, Alia, tell us what brand or uh, variety of coffee our listeners should run right out and purchase. Again, this was Columbia Catalia Excelsio or something like that by Fundamental Coffee Company. And as always, the information is in the show notes. Okay. Once again, I say join us next time when we attempt another cup of coffee and share um, what we discover about it. And uh, listen, subscribe, like, friend us, be good, whatever. It's all good because it's a podcast and you're supposed to have a good time while you listen. Absolutely. Until next time, everyone. You Don't Know Beans was written and produced by all of us, Melissa Davis, Dan Sokolow, and me, Alia Fleischer. Sound editing by Dan Sokolow and Alia Fleischer. Music this week was by The Divers and ASO. Special thanks to Beanbox and Fundamental Coffee Company. Check them out. The links, as always, can be found in the show notes. You can download us now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other places you find your podcasts. To learn more about our show and the coffees we review, come visit us on Instagram and Twitter at You Don't Know Beans. If you like us, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends. If you don't, it might be funny to share anyway. We here at You Don't Know Beans want to lend a mic to all voices in the coffee industry, from growers to roasters, baristas, and everybody in between. If you'd like for your story to be heard, please drop us a line on our Instagram or Twitter DM, or just email us at you don't know beans podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.